Hey guys, it's Matty Allison from The Saints here. Welcome to another episode of Where Do We Begin? On this week's episode, I had the pleasure of having a chat to Harps and Lockie about all things footy and life. Stay tuned and hopefully you enjoy the episode. Cheers, guys. Thanks for that, Matt, and hello and welcome to a brand new Class of 2020 episode of Where Do We Begin? My name is Harper, my co-host on this lovely evening. Goes by the name of Lockie. How are you, Lockie? I'm good, mate, and I'm just super excited to uh, to speak to Matt. I don't know who's excited, me, you, or Yoshi, our number one Saints supporter. Yeah, of course, big shout out to the big Yoshmeister, uh, but should we just get straight into it? Let's dive in. Okay, and this class of 2020 guest, it's a really good one. He's come out of the Calder County. He's born on the 29th of January 2002. He's a key forward, 194 centimetres and 81 kilos, I believe. And pick 26, last pick of the first round, actually gone to the Saints, number 30 for the Saints. And, of course, he might have played against me in under-12s EDFL. I'm delighted to welcome onto the show Matty Allison. How are you, Matt? Yeah, going well. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me on. It's, uh, it's good to have a chat. Good to be here. So uh, appreciate the message. No, nah, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on, and I can sense the tension between you guys, under-12 <laughs> rivals. I'm sure Harper would have taken you back in his under-12 days in those fierce, fierce contests. Now, yeah, Matt, when you're, not, <laughs> when you're not surveying the local um, coffee and cafe areas, because I know you're massive on your coffee, you're obviously playing football, and you come from great football stocks, I believe. Can you tell us a little bit about your football history and your family? I'll just touch on what, briefly what you said about Harps. I think Harps would have given me a bath back in the oh. 12 days. So <laughs> Mate, I, reckon, got, yeah. I, I, I played like 40 games Harps. and didn't kick a goal. I, I was, I was probably have to thank Harps for where I am today because, uh, yeah, it wasn't great in the other 12s. But, yeah, got a, got a really good footy pedigree family, boys, which has um, oh, definitely helped me a lot. So, um, yeah, my dad played for Coburg in the, the BFA. So it was a bit unlucky to miss out. Um to get to, to AFL it was VFL back then, and he was he was playing at Essendon reserves. But unfortunately, yeah, didn't quite make it. So he went on and had a pretty good career at Coburg, uh, a couple of flags and team of the century. Yeah, so he was a pretty good player. A bit bit different to me. Um, he's he's was a ruck rover, so he's a bit smaller than me. So uh, I got, luckily, I got the height from my mum's side. Um, otherwise, I would have been a bit like dad. But yeah, I've also uh, my dad's first cousin, um, Brett Allison, played for North Melbourne in the the 90s. I played about 260 odd games, a couple of flags. Um, but yeah, play under Wayne Carey's feet, so he likes to bring that up a fair bit. You know, play at the duck and um, the other one, my uncle as well. My my brother, my mum's brother, Mark, uh, played for Richmond. Um, only played the three senior games, but. Um, yeah, he's, he was a ruckman, so that's where I get the height from, which is nice. But uh, yeah, it's good. A lot of footy pedigree, which is good. So yeah, um, do you feel the pressure at all from that, or do you just kind of uh, take it in your stride and just shrug it off? No, not really. To be honest, it does, look, there's um, you know, all my family's really supportive, and they just want me to play the game for the love of it. And um, yeah, I don't. To be honest, yeah, I don't feel any pressure. Um, just it's just great to have great support around me who and um, people who have been in the industry as well that can sort of let, lean on and who I can lean on and um, get advice from so yeah not too much pressure which is good so yeah mate that's unreal and obviously 2020 was a year like no other for so many people and you you finished your year 12 in 2019 which obviously would have been an awesome thing for you because you didn't have to worry about heading into your draft year but then suddenly footy's cancelled so what did you do to fill in the time last year without school and without footy? 
Yeah, I was really excited for 2020. It was, yeah, it's, it's been a year that I've been looking forward to for a while. And unfortunately, yeah, it didn't go to plan with not getting any, well, other than two trial games. It was, yeah, it was really disappointing. But yeah, luckily for me, I, I was doing a uni degree. Um, so I was studying a Bachelor of Business Sports Management just at Victoria Uni. So um, that kept me pretty busy throughout COVID. Um, it was like, you know, Played a fair bit of PlayStation. It was a good way to sort of connect with <laughs> with mates, and yeah, Zoom was getting a good workout as well. Um, speaking to family and 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 friends, but I just tried to keep as active as possible. I felt that was really good for mental well being, and and yeah, helped me stay quite uh, quite healthy physically and mentally as well. So, um, but the, yeah, the uni was definitely definitely kept me busy. So it was good. That's awesome, mate. And I know you only played two trial games in 2020, but you probably had more kicks in those two trial games than Harper and I have had for five years. So you've still done better than us, mate. Don't worry about that. But that's awesome oh, that's that you've bad. got that You're out. being too harsh on yourself, boys. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen us kick a footy. Yeah. No, you've been too harsh. You've been too harsh. I was just going to say, so like with your uni degree doing sports management, do you have any sort of way that you want to pursue that down the line? Is there yeah, any to be honest, interest? I'm not... I'm still not 100% sure what I want to do with it. Um, I suppose with having the, the double degree, it sort of opens up a lot of variety for me. Um, so my mum's in my mum's in human resources and um, sort of that's something that, that interests me quite a bit. Um, she usually talks about it with me a fair bit about what it's like and, um, you know, what it's, yeah, basically what what she's doing within that role. And, yeah, that, that somewhat interests me. Um, you know, sports administration in, interests me as well. Um, but, yeah, still not 100% sure what I'm going to do with it. But, um, like I said, having the, the double degree just opens up the, the options. So, um, hopefully, after a long footy career, touch wood, um, yeah, I can worry about that sort of in future years. But, um, yeah, not too sure, boys, to be honest. Yeah, um, fair enough. Now, of course, getting drafted last year and – playing no footy in the year and I'm pretty sure in the months leading up to the draft not many people were predicting you'd be taken in the first round um mm. what, what were you worried about the um effects on your development uh because of obviously the year off or because there was probably less pressure on you for being like touted as a top 10 pick or whatever did you not feel it as much no I definitely I was definitely thinking about it quite a lot and you know, my, my bottom age year was, was quite average, I felt. I was really looking to 2020 as, as having a really solid year. And, um, you know, as I said, I put I implemented some goals at the start of the year um, that I wanted to pursue. And so, yeah, that, you know, when the season was cut short, um, yeah, I was really disappointed. Um, I felt like I had a lot to offer on the field. And, like, I set myself up as well. I had a f- solid pre-season going into 2020 and felt physically really, really good. So... Um, yeah, it was. It did play my mind a fair bit, if I'm being honest. And um, but yeah, luckily for me, it, things worked out. I'm just so grateful that the Saints have, have shown the faith in me to, to get an opportunity. And yeah, I'm just keen to really pay, repay the faith that they showed in me. So yeah, very grateful. Yeah, mate. 26th pick is an absolutely unbelievable effort. And so you've made the trek now down to Morab and 40 minutes drive, as you were saying off air. What was that like, your first day at an AFL club? How were you feeling? Nervous? Was it exactly what you expected? I Take us through it. Yeah, it was – so I actually went to the club the day after I was drafted. Um, so I didn't go into train or anything. It was just sort of have a bit of a tour around the club, meet the coaches, meet some of the players. Um, so that was that was a really good experience. That Everyone was just so welcoming and um, just showed – the, the culture at the club, it, it is such a, it's a special and unique culture and they just, you know, welcome you with open arms and 
it's made the transition so easy. Um, but I started on the so that was a Thursday, and then I started training on the Monday. Yeah, I was I was quite nervous for that first training session. Actually, um, I actually sprayed a few kicks because I was just that <laughs> nervous. Just it was just crazy. Like you know, you're kicking the footy with the likes of you know Hanabry and Max King and a few of those guys, and yeah, you just it's it's crazy. You just sort of pinch yourself, but. Um, yeah, I, I settled down a little bit. I had to take it easy because I was just going flat out too early and I actually, actually cooked myself. So, um, but oh, I was just, I think the, the emotions were just, I was a bit nervous, but just so excited and just really eager to get into things. So, um, but it was a crazy first day, that's for sure. Right, nothing worse than your nerves. You got sweaty palms, the ball starts slipping when you kick and you yeah. try to mark and then you drop that, just the easy one. You're like, oh my God, what's happened here? <laughs> yeah, I know. It wasn't a great feeling, boys, but I, I got into it in the end, which was good. So, <laughs> Yeah, um, like a couple of days before rocking up to the club for the first time, did you have any idea that it was going to be the sanctuary you were going to? Like, did they uh, show really super keen interest or, uh, in you or were they just kind of like every other club? To be honest, I was sort of like every other club. Like I sort of throughout the whole process of the throughout, you know, before the draft, I sort of, you know, I just stuck to the mentality that there was just no guarantees. Um, and especially from my point of view and a Victorian point of view, not playing at all, it was going to make it even more difficult. So, um, you know, I always had hope that maybe an opportunity would arise. But, um, yeah, I, as I said, just went in with no guarantees and it probably made it even more of a surprise when it happened. Um, yeah, look, uh, the Saints had some interest, but... To the level of their interest, I wasn't sure. Um, so, that, you know, a couple of clubs there I thought potentially may have taken me, but I just didn't want to. I didn't want to build this expectation that it was going to happen because I would have, you know, been really disappointed. And um, I just, yeah, wanted to go in with a surprise, and it was a, one of the best surprises ever when the Saints yeah. ran out my name. So, yeah, one of the best days of my life. And as they say, the rest is history, mate. And hopefully, you'll be wearing the number thirty for a long time in the mighty Saints colours. Oh, now, hopefully. for those Saints fans listening at home and. The rest in the AFL. Tell us a little bit what the t- about the type of player that you are. Yeah, so I probably play as a as a lead up high half forward. Um, like to really use my running ability that way. I think that's probably one of my biggest strengths is my, my endurance. So like to work both ways, up and up and back, and um, yeah, try and try and be an option as well. Try and take some marks, and from there either try and impact the scoreboard or, or hit up a teammate. So um, I've had previously played on the wing as well. Um, and I think the Saints are going to trial me um, in the future, hopefully down back as well. So, but yeah, feel most confident and yeah, feel feel like I'm able to have more of an impact as that high half forward. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was going to ask about that because like looking at your stats, I think you were top seventh in the two K time trial or something that something like that. Sub three second twenty meter uh, sprint. Like you've got such a great running capacity. Is that something that you think makes you unique compared to the other prospects and other players at your height? And do you think that, yeah, there is that potential you've mentioned wing, but even midfield time in the future? Yeah, I'm not sure to be honest. I think, you know, I think my running ability hasn't come naturally. I've really had to work on it. And, um, yeah, it's something, especially during COVID, it's basically all I was doing was, was running three times a week. Cause that's all you could really do. Um, <laughs> and lift some weights here and there, but I suppose, yeah, the 2020 class was, there was a, it was a really unique class in the fact that there was a lot of athletic tools that were picked up. Like I think of someone like Nick Cox, who's yeah. about 200 centimetres and runs a six ridiculous 2K time trial, something that, yeah, we've probably never seen before. But 
I mean, yeah, it, it, I suppose it, you do have an advantage um, being a good runner, but I suppose it's, it's what you do when you get the ball. Um, and you've also got to try and find ways to get the ball as well. That'll make you a, a good player. So for me, I'm really working on my contest stuff at the moment. Um, so um, hopefully, yeah, hopefully get good at that in the, down the track. Yeah, that's a great point. It's football, not athletics. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Absolutely. That, that's the primary thing you're working on there uh, or anything else that – uh, you've really been trying to grind and uh, improve on in the few months that you've been at the club? Yeah, definitely, obviously coming in quite, uh, still quite a light frame. It's, it's definitely been trying to put on some size. So I put on about six or seven kilos actually since I've, I've come into the club, which is, yeah, I mean, it's quite a lot in the space of three months. Um, I think it's just from eating a lot as well. Like they just, you basically lift some weights and they make you, you know, have all this protein to, to put on the, the muscle and I suppose the things that you lose as well during the gym session, so, um, which has been good. So I'm about 87 now, which is, which is, um, which is all right. But yeah, really working on the contest stuff as well, because obviously a key position player, you, you've got to be able to match it with the bigger bodies. So um, yeah, the strength and the contest stuff has definitely been the two things that I've been working uh, this preseason. So that's been good. Yep, gee whiz, mate, plenty of muscle put on. You would have loved having that shirt off at the beach over summer, I'm sure. Now, I guess your adjustment to AFL, mate, what has been the biggest surprise for you? Like, what's something that you like expected that didn't come to fruition compared to the reality of it? Or was there something that really surprised you of AFL life? I think, yeah, for me, I mean, it's a re- obviously it's a professional environment, but I suppose just the amount of time that you do get off, um, you know, in pre-season. Like I thought, um, to be honest, that, you know, we'd be there from, you know, eight o'clock till four in the afternoon, but they do give you a lot of time off. Um, you know, some days where we're done by, you know, 12, 12.30, which is, which I didn't expect. I just thought it'd be full, you know, six hours a day or whatever. You just train, 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 but you do get a lot of time off, which is, which I, for me, it's, it's, I think it's really beneficial because recovery is quite important, um, especially, with the, the high intense training that you are doing, um, it's really important to get that recovery. So, yeah, I think just the the you know you do get a bit of freedom, which is which is great. So, quite surprising. Yeah, recovery down at St Kilda or Altona Beach. Top off any excuse. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't have a rig, boys, so I can't get my top off, unfortunately. <laughs> Same here, mate. <laughs> I don't have a rig. Yeah, don't worry, boys. boys. It's, it's hard. I'm working on it. <laughs> That's really interesting you say that, though, because that's pretty much the exact opposite answer to what um, Denver Granger Barris said, the Hawthorne player. Um, his episode came out on Monday, the same day we're recording this, because uh, he, he was like, uh, he was kind of just expecting to waltz in and uh, be in there for three hours and be back out. But um, he was uh, saying he's had like 10 hour days all the time. But St Kilda yeah, wow. must have like a really different program to the Hawks, clearly. Yeah, well, there you go. I, I, so, yeah, me and Denver there have definitely got two different sort of uh, ideas on it all. Yeah, I thought I thought it'd be there, you know, for at least six, seven hours a day. But um, the Saints do it really well, I, I think. And speaking to a lot of the boys about it, they, they think it's really beneficial. And the, obviously the fitness staff and the coaches are pros of what they do. So, um, yeah, I think everyone, I know everyone at the Saints really, really thinks it's beneficial. So... But yeah, it's interesting getting that perspective, isn't it? You know, the two different clubs there. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, you can just see all the St Kilda players, how much they love Brett Radden. And it's obvious, you can see why he obviously really prioritises giving you guys a balance as well as like having football, but then also having time away. Mm. Absolutely. 
definitely. Yeah, um, clearly. And uh, what we want to talk a bit about this now. Of, of course, Brett Ratton uh, is probably presumably a great mentor from the way you're speaking about him, but, about him. But is there anyone else that has really taken you under their wing uh, since you've come into the club and you've really received lots of tips from? Yeah, I've been really fortunate, boys. I mean, I'm saying, being really open here that the, the coaches, or the staff and the whole playing group are just so so welcoming and so good. Like, I just can't speak high enough of them. They're just the, – the characters that the Saints have got are just unreal. So, um, you know, I thank, thank everyone for what they've done for me. A lot of people have, have made the transition so easy. But, yeah, there's a few, that, few notable guys that have really stood out. I suppose playing as a forward, you spend a fair bit of time with the forwards group and – Guys like, especially guys, you know, a notable one for me is Shawnee McKernan, um, who, yeah, came across from Essendon last year. He's been huge for me. Um, we did a fair bit of training together in the off-season and he's, yeah, he's been like a big brother to me, to be honest. He's, um, yeah, given me a lot of tips and advice um, and he's just such a ripping bloke. I can't speak high enough of him. Yeah, Timmy Membry as well, sort of playing a similar role. He's been he's been huge. Um, and then a few of the young boys, like sort of the Hunter Clarks, Nick Caulfields, Jack Higgins, <laughs> they're all ripping blokes. They all get around me. Look, the whole playing group, to be honest, <laughs> I can't. I'm rolling off too many names here. The whole playing group have been huge. But yeah, I think as I've mentioned, Membry and um, and and Shawnee Mack have been huge. So very fortunate. Mate. Good, good to hear. Our former Where Do We Begin alumni Hunter Clark is uh, is helping you out. First time I've heard him describe as a ripping bloke. I just thought I'd get that one in there because he has nothing he can say back to me. He absolutely ripped into me when we recorded really? with him. <laughs> yeah, he, he, look, he tends to he likes to rip into me as well at times. Oh, does he? <laughs> good fun. No, we love we love Hans. He's a, he's a good man, Hansy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good to hear. Good to hear. And uh, great podcasting guest too, just like yourself. But um. Well, uh, we've been asking all of our guests the same question. Uh, of course, we're going to be chatting in about uh, six, seven months' time uh, in postseason. Uh, what are your goals for the twenty twenty one season between now and when we next speak to you? Well, look, I, I mean, I'd love to to potentially, hopefully, get an opportunity this year. That that would be awesome to to put on the the Saints jumper for the first time, but obviously there's a long way to go before that can happen. So um, like I said, off air, I think it most likely start in the VFL. So um, I really just really want to work on those areas of improvement that I touched on before. So that the contest stuff and, and the strength work, um, I want to make sure that that's down, um, that that's on track and making sure that I'm getting that down pat. Um, but also, you know, just want to be, just be the best person I can be as well. Be the best teammate. Um, and just make sure that I just leave no stone unturned. So um, make sure I get everything out of every training session and, and every game as well. Because, um, you know, I think it's the COVID last year made me, really made me um, not take anything for granted anymore because it can be taken away from you so quickly. So, um, and just be consistent. I know it's pretty cliche, but just be really consistent as well. So hopefully it's a really good year. Yeah, we'll be touching on those goals again once we uh, record at the end of the season. I look forward to going back to them. And you've already ticked off one of your goals. Go on the, go on the biggest podcast in world sports. So of tick course. that off. <laughs> That's a massive tick. Huge tick, boys. That's the biggest one. <laughs> now, now here's our last question and maybe our most important, your life philosophy. So is there any little quote or, I guess, thought that you sort of live your life by? Yeah, good good question. Um it's not really a, I don't know if you'd call it a, a quote or anything, but uh, my, my grandpa actually told me this one. He, it's sort of, it actually made me think quite a bit actually about it. He, he said, no one's perfect. And 
I know it was only it's only three words, but it made me think quite a bit that you know no one is perfect, no matter how privileged you are. Um, you know you can have the best life ever as long, if you're not mentally and physically happy with yourself, then you know life you're just not living a great life. I don't think so. Um, but yeah, that's one that's always stuck with me because yeah, I don't know why it's it's only it's not really a quote or anything, but. It's it just yeah it's so true like no one is perfect like, there's going to be times where you know we you know crack it we lose you know get frustrated over something we we say something we don't mean um, there's just going to be times like that where we we have moments where we regret but um, it's what you do and I suppose it's what you do with uh, it's, I suppose, yeah don't really know how to explain it but um, I suppose it's what you tell you prove that you're sorry or whatever for the mistakes you've made so. I've gone into a bit of detail there, boys, but um, yeah, that's just one that stuck with me for a while. No one's perfect. Yeah, we love that, mate. And uh, it hopefully, well, we're looking forward to seeing how that philosophy kind of evolves and uh, morphs into maybe something else or something broader or more specific uh, over for however many episodes we chat for. But yeah, that would be really good. But uh, before we wrap up, we are going to blast through some quick questions that we've been asking all of our class of 2020 guests. So I'll kick us off with the first one. You've got two hours of spare time. What are you doing? Probably catching up with mates or family, getting a nice skinny cappuccino at a cafe, I reckon, or going for a nice walk, I reckon. That's probably, yeah, that's how I like to spend, well, that's how I like to kick back. So that's, uh, yeah, I reckon that's what I'll be doing, boys. Beautiful skinny cappuccino. You'll have a good ring in no time, mate. Don't you worry about that. Now, the next one. <laughs> what is your biggest personal strength? So, away from football, what do you think is your own personal strength? I think just how easy I'm able to get along with people. Um, yeah, I'm a pretty pretty confident person, so I don't find it too hard to go up and meet someone and have a chat. So, um, yeah, like, I think I'm pretty open and yeah, get along with people quite easily. So, I think that's probably one of my biggest strengths on a character note. Yeah. Now, something that's provided us with, us with some interesting answers on the flip, flip side of some of your biggest personal strengths, uh, you were talking about no one's perfect before. So what do you think maybe your biggest weakness is something that you're looking to improve in your personal life? I'm not very good at giving constructive feedback to someone, especially someone who I've got a, love, a lot of love and care for. I find it quite difficult because you know, all these sort of thoughts and worries sort of come in my head about, you know, if I say something that's a bit out of line to someone, whether they'll, you know, not have the respect for me anymore. Um, so it's something that I'm really working on because especially being in a professional environment, you know, giving constructive feedback is, um, you know, it's only going to make your teammate or whoever a better person. So that's something I do struggle with, boys, is, is giving that constructive feedback to someone. Yeah, 100%. I can, and I can add another personal strength, self-aware. You can tick that one <laughs> off, mate, because that is a great answer. Oh, and now our boys. last one is, what if you weren't a footballer, what, what would you be? What is your dream job? Ooh, toughy. Good question. Um, for me, it's always, I've just always loved footy. It's been footy, footy, footy. <laughs> but I reckon, well, with my uni degree, um, I think I'd probably be doing, doing something along those lines. So, yeah, like I mentioned before, the human resource side of things or starting up my own business, sports administration, etc. I think something along those lines. Um, I was a pretty keen cricketer back in the day, so I might have tried to pursue a career out of that and footy didn't work out. But, yeah, not sure how I'd go with that. Batsman or bowler? <laughs> no, I was a bowler, yeah. More of your line and length bowler. Wasn't wasn't too quick, just try to hit the spot all the time. So, yeah, I love my cricket. 
Yeah, yeah, love to hear that, mate. We all love our cricket. But uh, we've got to wrap up there. Uh, it's been great chatting to you, mate. Uh, we're looking forward to speaking to you again and seeing how you've tracked over 2021 in six or seven months' time. So, yeah, thanks very much for coming on, Matty Allison. Thank you so much for having me, boys. It's been a pleasure and great to chat and look forward to our chat in six or seven months' time. Looking forward to it. It'll be good. Thanks for that, Matt. If I see you having a skinny cappuccino, I'll be sure to say g'day. Yep, of course. Uh, yeah, great time having Matty Allison on. Thanks very much for coming on, mate. If you're listening to this, and I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in once again to the show. Your support really means the world to us. Uh, so, yeah, make sure you come back tomorrow for the next episode. And who's that, Lockie? Oh, we got Max home. So you listeners, you're in for a treat. You know, Cat's first pick, elite junior runner. Can't wait to have a chat with him. Yeah. A uh, little bonus one, actually. We were meant to have four, but we've had a f- added a fifth. So tune in for that tomorrow. See you then, and thanks for listening.